to Nerves of the Roundtable, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Jamie. I'm Dwayne. And I'm Sammy. And on this week, when you're all at home Netflixing and chilling and doing all of the things that don't require human interaction, we're bringing you the news this week. <laughs> and we promise there is some good news. <laughs> there is. There's, there's some very good news. <laughs> in, in the midst of chaos, cancellation, uh, thank goodness for the uh, wonders of the internet and Skype allowing us to podcast sanitarily <laughs> and not spread our germs one to another. But, but just in case, I've got my Purell here. All right. <laughs> well, as we grab our Lysol, put on our face masks, and run through the newsroom, gathering up the headline news this week... James, what do we have? Well, first off, as always and as it always should be, we have the MCU. We've got the the new Black Widow trailer and maybe the final one. We'll see. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if there's another one, maybe another little teaser or something. But uh, we got a little bit of extra footage this time, a little bit more of the personal stuff. And um, it, felt, it felt like Vin Diesel should be in the room. We're talking about family and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it looks really good. I love the dynamic between the main cast. I'm really looking forward to those those four people spending time together. That looks like it's going to be really, you know, really fun and and um, dynamic. You know, just a real. I don't know. I'm looking forward to those. And it's, it's Sheriff Hopper. I mean, come on. Yeah. Just, the more stuff he gets to do, it makes me happy. Especially him throwing that shield. I got so excited when he grabbed Taskmaster's shield and threw it. That made me my little my little nerdy heart swell three times bigger. Um, yeah, after we see kind of an emaciated uh, Hopper in the uh, Stranger Things teaser, we get to see you know a big a big massive chunky kick butt Hopper, <laughs> and uh, uh, this I was uh, among the group of people who were concerned with the Black Widow as as a main character. You know, she she kind of showed up in Iron Man two and was just this you know piece of tail, carried on and really developed and really really grew. But uh, the more I see from this movie, the more excited I get for it, and uh, the more I can't wait to see it. You know, for me, this trailer was the one that I went, okay, I'm I'm buying Taskmaster now. (laughs) I've been iffy since that first trailer. We talked about some bad animatics and stuff like that. But as I start seeing him kind of mimic more and more of the Avengers when he does the Wakanda forever, you know, even the part with the bow. And I didn't even think about in the early trailers mimicking Mm -hmm. Hawkeye in that case. Um, I'm feeling better about Taskmaster. I'm looking forward to seeing this character. I still don't love the mask. Um, I still think it looks kind of janky. I mean, and it looks that you're right though. The CGI work is better. Like everything yeah. looks smoother. It looks more natural. I just don't love it. I, I'd like, and that's just me being a Marvel, you know, comic book nerd. Yeah. I, lo- I love when the skull is his face. <laughs> right. I don't like, I don't like when it's a mask. I like when he's really <laughs> skeletal looking. Um, yeah. But I, so what do you guys think about them tying him into the red room story? Cause that, that's the first time they, that's the first trailer they've revealed that, that he's yeah. running the red room now. And that's not how it goes in the comic books. And I'm wondering how, how that is going to work. What did y'all hmm. think of that? Now that's a story I was not familiar with uh, 
the Red Room, aside from, you know, just hearing, uh, you know, Black Widow refer to it in the movies. And it's something I've been really interested in uh, to, to learn a little bit more of. So I'm, I'm really interested to see where they take it. And not having a background uh, that you guys would have, I'm really, uh, really kind of open to whatever they put out there. Sam? You know, I think it's interesting that, you know, they're, they're bringing the character in. I think they're they're trying to tie him, you know, obviously to Black Widow. So I, I think it makes sense that they would they would make that connection to the Red Room and everything with him. You know, and I think I'm what I'm interested in, at least, is this is the opening salvo of phase four. So is Taskmaster, the Widows, is this going to become starting to lay those breadcrumbs the way that we did through with phases one through three. How's this going to lay the breadcrumbs for the next step? Because that's the formula that works. So is this mind control thing something that's going to work out? Are we going to see a more espionage type of spin? Is this going to be shield and sword kind of deal? So I don't know. All these questions are running through my head with this trailer. <laughs> so... But it, but it does look good. I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I mean, even with my hesitations about Taskmaster's chrome face, I still this movie looks like it's going to be a blast. Um, yeah. Speaking of things that are a blast and were a blast and probably will still be a blast, we heard this week that the Guardians are going to be in Thor four. Wayne, what do you that think, man? Is so exciting. I love the interaction of the Guardians and Thor, uh, especially you know his. Uh, conflict with star lord they're trying to be the alpha man <laughs> and uh, yeah just where they're going to take that um and i love the space uh, of course surprise surprise i love the space <laughs> aspect of the the marvel universe as it was introduced in guardians and you know thor ragnarok and uh, even captain marvel wasn't a huge fan of that movie but but it was a neat take there. Uh, but I cannot wait to see their interaction and where they're going to take this. You know, looking like uh, Natalie Portman's supposed to return, and yep. with the uh, addition of a very interesting name here uh, as a supposedly the main villain, Christian Bale, Batman yep. himself. Very much so. Is totally going to be the villain in this? What's your guys' ha thoughts? Have you heard yet who he's playing? I have no. not heard who he's playing. I've looked and looked and looked and have not released it. Yeah. You know, this story was actually broke by comicbook.com, and Vin Diesel was the one that said it. Uh, <laughs> it was Vin Diesel that dropped this bomb. Uh, they were interviewing him at the Bloodshot World premiere, comicbook.com was, and they asked him about, you know, the Guardians Volume 3. And he says, oh, yeah, you know, you know, we're thinking about that. We're waiting on, you know, James Gunn. But, you know, the Guardians are going to be in Thor 4 for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his character has been confirmed as uh, he's saying that Alpha Groot. Yes, Alpha so Groot. So there may be a little static between, <laughs> between Quill and Thor and himself. You know, I, I think that. In, in my – the way I look at this, though, I think obviously it makes sense with the way that Endgame kind of concluded that the movie starts here. But I think very early we'll see a branch. You know, what's going to bring Thor back to Earth? You know, what is it that's going to bring him here? And I think the Guardians eventually, you know, at that point will spin into what will become, you know, Guardians Volume 3. 
Right. But, but I, I need to hear Thor call Rocket a rabbit one more time. <laughs> Agreed. I, I, I need that. <laughs> that was my that was my favorite thing, especially in Endgame, where he's always calling Rocket a rabbit. And then when Rocket is running around Asgard, and they're calling him. All the other escorties are calling him the rabbit. Go get the rabbit. What do rabbits do? Oh, you know, I do wonder because, like Dwayne said, we know Natalie Portman's back. We know that they're thinking about taking it in the direction of, of the female Thor. You know, will they go with Jane Foster's cancer storyline? Is that what brings Thor back? It's he finds out she's sick. Or will they go a different route with it? I don't know. I'm interested to see how that works. I would imagine that would be a quick trip back to Earth, though. Yeah. Uh, and that would be a very interesting uh, twist to re-include the Guardians, uh, depending on how far they go with Natalie Portman's illness, uh, where uh, Star-Lord had lost his mother to you know, mm-hmm. cancer and uh, the loss of Gamora. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he's but still it- willing but it could be as small as just like the Milano being a quick trip, but he, t- they take him back to earth on the Milano. I mean, yeah, they, right. could, just a simple, it, it, yeah. It could just be a ride. I mean, <laughs> it could be yeah. that small. Um, could be that small. Well, speaking of, you know, rides and silly little small. <laughs> things, Disney has a, uh, a ride that's been going for a while at the jungle cruise. And here we have a trailer for the jungle cruise with none other then the Angel of Verdun herself, Emily Blunt. That's right. And Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know, so this is definitely setting up. You know, we've had Haunted Mansion. We've had Pirates of the Caribbean. So why not Jungle Cruise, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it, I don't know. I watched this trailer, and it seems so almost derivative of – like they're mashing up Atlantis, the Lost Empire, with a little bit of the African Queen. You know, I'm just, I don't know how I feel about this. I cannot buy Rock in that hat. I cannot <laughs> buy him in that hat, people. Okay, I love these uh, actors, but this movie makes me a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. Well, well my, first, my first glance at the trailer was kind of picked it up in the middle uh, somehow. I don't even remember how, but that's what I thought. I was like, oh. Are they remaking African Queen? <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I I feel for the rock in one sense. I mean, when you've got a head that large, it's hard to find hats that look good on it. You know, I've, I've got a large cranium, you know, not just because of my, you know, my Trelawney time scores, but like just all the time it's huge and it's tough, you know, and so I feel for him. But in it, but it's so. I think the hat looks so ridiculous. It kind of wraps all the way around to awesome. By the right. end of the trailer, it's, it's that it's that kind of thing, right? Yeah, um, it's so it bad like, it's cool. Yeah, I think it looks. I think it looks like a lot of fun. I mean, like, like a like a national treasure type movie. It's not deep. Right. You're not gonna leave out of there with the room ever getting dusty. But like, you're gonna have a good time. That, yeah. that's what I. That's what, that's what I think it looks like. Yeah, I, I think that's all it can be. It's just going to be what it's going to be, and hopefully it's a lot of fun. Well, I know rock, one thing, though. Oh, go, go ahead, Jamie. I was going to say, The Rock is always entertaining. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was going to say, one thing's for sure, though. Indiana Jones cannot be in this movie because there's a lot of CG snakes. 
Uh, what did you think of the submarine, though? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that's Captain Nemo. That'd be interesting. I'm trying to weave something else in there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah especially with the Atlantis twist and things, yeah. Yeah, that, that would be quite interesting. So, But it's Disney. It could be Captain EO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but I will say, too, that I'm really happy about the Emily Blunt thing that's going on right now. I mean, she's such a good actress, and she's seen like, – well, a few interviews I've seen, she's like a really like, cool lady. I'm just, I'm just glad that she's getting such, such a prominent you know, moment yeah. right now. Yeah. And this is a good place for like Disney to work her in, and that way she can be Sue Storm later on. So she would be perfect as Sue Storm. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she would be an amazing Sue Storm. Oh, totally. But as we dwell on that, let's speed it up on the next round with the Nerds Roundtable Rewind. And you know, with everything happening. With all the goings on, the coronavirus, lots of movies have been shuffled around. So, no time to die. A two hour and 40 minute plus James Bond movie is getting a new time. What do you guys think about all of these things being shuffled? You know, with Bond... I wasn't too, you know, I mean, I was looking forward to seeing this movie, but it got moved to November. And actually, with the exception of only a couple of these, all the Bond movies have released in November. Uh, so it's almost all of the Daniel Craig Bond movies have released in November. This would have been the only one to release in the spring instead of more of the kind of late fall, winter type time. Um so I'm not too shocked on that one. Um, I mean, that's a long time to push it back. I think November 25th is what I saw. Wow. Was the pushback date on that one. So. Well, that makes sense. Because when you, when you said that date, I, I was kind of blown away. I hadn't heard when it was moved to. Um, but if that's like a traditional Bond like time mm -hmm. period, that, I mean, that makes sense why you would move it to that, that, that time. Um, but I, I, th I think that it's not just – you know, a few movies. I think basically the movie industry is about to be put on pause. Yeah. Because um, it's Mulan's already been moved. Even though it's world premiere already happened, they moved Mulan. Um, I mean, it's a lot of New Mutants. <laughs> moved again. New Mutants again. I'm, I'm, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> I'm heartbroken. Jamie, we, we've stated how many times this movie looks so good and we want to see it, and they just keep pushing it back. So. I mean, I would pay so much to get to watch some video on demand. I mean, I just, I want to see it. Um, but yeah, I, I think everything everything's about to screech to a halt, um, and I think a lot of things are going to get moved. And this this might be the last weekend, um, which we just released at. I mean, this this is going to release on Monday, so this might be the Monday after the last weekend of theaters for a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, we've even had uh, you know experiences you know trying to figure out our time this week, uh, you know, with the uh, with the law being switched with. Uh, other things happening. I mean, even uh, an event we were looking forward to, HerdCon, a lot of the conventions yeah. are being yeah. shuffled, canceled around. You know, all of the uh, sports ball events are, uh, you know, being canceled and delayed in, indefinitely, it seems like. So, uh, 
you know, it's, it's kind of a scare going on right now. Uh, hopefully it's, it doesn't amount to much. I know uh, there's been a lot of hype, but, you know, one thing that has been hyped, been getting a lot of screenshots, a lot of things moving around. And Jamie, I think you're probably one of the only people I've heard a positive <laughs> review for this. And it's not the coronavirus, but it's the Batmobile. First of all, what do you think about those first images? I, I've heard a lot of negative stuff. I love it. Because, um, I mean, you think about, like, what the, the, the vibe we're getting from this movie is that it's early in Batman's career. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not year one, it's year two. He's got a couple of, you know, brawls under his belt. Um, but he's still figuring stuff out. So, I mean, that, so like, the, this, we talked about the suit earlier. It looks kind of thrown together. Like he hasn't figured out how to make the, the super cool, you know, sleek bat suit. He's got the kind of the... Right armory janky one and so like well if you're just starting out you're not going to have a batmobile you're going to have a a car that you think is cool and you're going to give it the inspector gadget treatment i mean i think and i I think that's what it looks like and i think it looks cool um it looks like you know what an early batman ride would be and i think that some of the gadgets on it are going to be a little bit kind of rough um like early you know early versions of things he's got later on so I, i i really like it do you yeah. think they'll have the Burton machine guns, though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of interested, to, too, in this being a, uh, you know, kind of a, not you said, maybe, so to speak, an origin, but, you know, a very early Batman story, because uh, I, I really kind of hope they skip the origin and just go into where he's at you know, at that time and explain, you know, this is pretty early on. I don't know how many more times... I can we're, see. We're going to see the Wayne's die. The Wayne's I can guarantee it. <laughs> You know, we're going to see Martha's pearls hit the street again. What's going to happen? Yep. Ho- hopefully, it's about five, at most five minutes of the movie. They just do it in a quick flashback or something. You know, one thing I do like about this Batmobile though is <laughs> it is back to a car at least, and it's a believable car. I mean, yeah. I have nothing against the Tumblr. It worked well with, you know, Nolan's vision of Batman. But think about it, all the way from Batman 89 through, you know, Burton and Joel Schumacher stuff. I mean, even through Justice League. I mean, it was this really stylized vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is, look, does look like a car, at least, you know. And, and there there is a precedent. You know, there are numerous artists that have drawn the Batmobile Similar, you know, it would still have blue with some black in it, but this is just an all black version. I mean, even what the 66 Batmobile was kind of a souped up Ford Futura. So, I mean, it is, it's not like this is not a precedented, you know, unprecedented type of thing. So, I want to see it move. I want a car chase. I want a high speed car chase. If this vehicle looks that fast, I need to see it go. So, I think what we, you, you just inspired me. What we need to do is get the stunt director from the Born Identity to do a Born style car chase in the Batmobile through all of Gotham and give us like a good feel for what Gotham is in that sort of style. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be fun. Be yeah. nice. Call, call us DC. That's all right. We're here. We'll help you. We'll help you. <laughs> all right. Speaking, well, speaking of, of DC, DC. <laughs> <laughs> it was too easy. 
right, uh, Sammy, we need you to help us out, man. What exactly is Justice League Dark, the Apocalypse War? All right. So, you know, on the show, I've talked about how Warner Brothers Animation continues to put out these, some of them really great, some of them kind of lukewarm, uh, direct-to-market animated features. And they've been doing this for many, many years at this point. And the newest one uh, scheduled for May, actually, is Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. And it actually dovetails two different stories. Justice League War, that kind of took the new 52 Justice League, where the Justice League fights Dark Side, and Justice League Dark. And I love Justice League Dark. Anytime we can have Swamp Thing, the Demon, and John Constantine thrown in the middle of Superman and Batman, I am on board. Okay? I love these characters. And so that's one of the reasons I, I just wanted to kind of really throw this out there is I just – I can't wait for this one because these these characters are great. I've got a question though. Okay. I couldn't find the trailer, so I've got a question. Does Detective Chimp show up anywhere? I did not see him in this trailer, but I sure hope he does. I love Detective Chimp. <laughs> He's ridiculous, but kind of awesome. I love oh, Detective Chimp, too. <laughs> he is fantastic. <laughs> you know, and Dwayne's going, Detective Chimp. <laughs> it's exactly it's, what it sounds like. It's a DC. Chimp, oh, don't even have to be <laughs> Yep. It's DC. I don't even ask questions anymore. It's going to hey. be dark and inappropriate and <laughs> depressing. So, you know, have fun with it. And what's <laughs> interesting, though, this is has an R rating. Really? So I'm, I'm very Surprise. interested to see where this goes. Okay. That's the first animated one to be R rated, isn't it? I believe so. Mm. Um, I can't remember if Killing Joke did. Oh, um, yeah, maybe that one. Killing I think Joke Killing and Joke and one other one was, wasn't it? Yeah. One of the Superman oh, oh, no, probably Suicide Squad. Um, but I don't, but Dwayne, was, Dwayne was throwing shade there at DC, but I, I will give them this. I mean, I, I know I go on and about how much better the MCU is than the DCEU, but <laughs> when it comes to the animated stuff, the Marvel movies are garbage. Uh, I can't, I can't, I tried to watch them. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> can't even pretend <laughs> that they're good. I've, I, I don't think I've seen a DC animated movie that I didn't like. Yeah. So they, they in the animated realm, they're light years ahead of Marvel. So if you can get me to take your champ though, all yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, let's, let's turn let's turn from being detectives to being uh, prophets, prognosticators. Dad, what time is it? It's Ronnie time. It's Ronnie time. It's Trelawney time, it's Trelawney time It's time to make a prediction Baby, don't you whine, it's Trelawney time It's Trelawney time All right, and um, if I sound excited for a change, because I'm on a roll um, So let's see how much I won by this week, or okay, well, come to an end well, Jamie, uh, I will tell you, we had some guests last news episode. Uh, Heather did. and Jim was with us, so uh, I would like to give them a proud of place and lead off our uh, onward recap with their scores. Um, onward, uh, Heather 
was very optimistic with this movie with an 88 mm percent -hmm. jim was a little less with 65 um i gave it 84 sam predicted 78 jamie was at 59 percent <laughs> rotten tomatoes as of about no, 15 minutes before we started recording, had Onward scored at 87%. Jamie, wow. you're lying. it's over. <laughs> and, and you know, I know, I know you're going to ask this question because I know Rotten Tomatoes has the Rotten Tomatoes score and they have the audience score. And sometimes there's a disparity there, as we've discovered mm -hmm. uh, with, with, with Bloodshot today. Um, and I did check out that audience score for you just to see if it helped you out any. Uh, but the audience score is 96. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, so, Heather, so Heather was our, our, our closest person. And Heather was our champion for 88. So she called it. Yeah, she called it uh, pretty well, almost dead on. As, as close as you can be without being uh, on the nose there. So apparently this movie may have a little more heart and soul than uh, we were anticipating at first. Maybe I'll watch it on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be streaming here pretty <laughs> soon. Yeah. It's but, you know, there... <laughs> Maybe real soon as the coronavirus shuts down all the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will just go to streaming. Everything just goes to streaming. Uh, but, you know, there is uh, an animation, uh, you know, standard. There are levels of animation. You have, you have greatness and you have the not so great ones. But something that was a true masterpiece of animation a few years ago <laughs> blew everyone's minds away. It had heart. It had soul. It had music. It had dancing. It had glitter bombs. <laughs> It had funky hair. Funky hair. The Trolls animated movie. Come out and tuck the world, or at least my children, by storm. Um, this year, we are being treated to the sequel, Trolls World Tour. And who would have ever thought a 25-cent plastic fuzzy doll from the 80s could be a thing in the... 2020 but it's happening it is what it is we have justin timberlake and anna kendrick returning uh, with a whole host of the trolls crew so guys do we have some numbers in mind i've got a number <laughs> <laughs> the number two I have a number <laughs> Single well, guys, uh, so we watched we watched trolls in my house um i remember it was on a sunday because i know it was on a sunday because my children were watching it on our tv and i was watching football on a tablet um, <laughs> that's how enthusiastic i was about this uh, about five minutes in i was like this wasn't made for me let's get some football <laughs> so um I'm guessing about the same level of enjoyment for most people. Um, let's go with a 49. 49. <laughs> and I wanted to, and I wanted to go lower. I don't think the critics are going to love this one either. Of course, I was really wrong last time. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sam, Sam, what was your number? You know, I went a little higher. 
once again, I think name recognition, the fact that the first movie did so well, it kind of captured audiences. I went a 73%. Mm. Okay. Well, Sam, me and you are really close. And, and I, and I kind of had the same thoughts that the movie really did, you know, kind of capture some, uh, some uh, momentum there. And, uh, you know, I tell you, I'm not an NSYNC fan, but I do dig me some Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I'm going 75%. I got two higher than you. Okay. So we will see how we pan out there. So we'll see if we're right and Jamie's wrong again. Right, we're back to the norm. I'm sure I'm wrong. <laughs> there, there, there is a right order in the universe. And with Troy Khan, <laughs> Jamie, uh, Jamie's a place seems to have been at, at the bottom for a long time. I was glad to see him get some love and attention there. Yeah, cats and dogs are no longer living together. <laughs> <laughs> well, our, our our lovely, beautiful audience, uh, we would like to encourage you guys to, uh, you know, stay healthy, stay safe, buy toilet paper and wash your hands. <laughs> and until next time. Keep it nerdy.